Hey folks, Iron Hammer here. That right there, that is Justin LaFranco with the Morning Chalk Up, and you are about to catch a brand new episode of On The Minute. We're here, Justin, to talk about mainly Dubai because, you know, the sanctional season has begun. And the CrossFit Games, it's, I mean, at this point, just a, a couple check marks on the calendar away. Let's go ahead and kick off today's episode with the teams. So we'll, we'll run through it. We'll run through the teams first. Now we had Invictus come in, uh, Lauren Fisher, Reagan Huckabee, Tommy Venus, Rasmus Anderson, four very talented individual athletes coming into a competition that was mainly testing individual strengths. And they won, they won the team division pretty handily. I mean, it wasn't quite the domination that we saw out of Matt Fraser or have seen out of Matt Fraser in the past, right. but it was it was a really solid performance. Yes, it was. Um, you know, uh, the funny thing about Invictus is this is not the Invictus team that was from the 2018 CrossFit Games that, that stood on the podium last year. And so because, and we talked about this a little bit in the lead up to Dubai and then last week, the team events were really individual events and it's clear it played to the strength of individual athletes because it was all indicative of how well each individual athlete was going to perform on each individual workout and your your scores were going to be combined together and so that really played out really well for Invictus and we talked to uh, CJ Martin after the event and he actually uh, told us that they plan to go to Wadapalooza even though they've already qualified it's going to be the exact same team they're going to still have Two, actually, they're going to have three teams competing at Wadapalooza. So. The Invictus team is an interesting case. I think it's one of those situations where, again, without a rule book, something that we've touched on in the past, we really have no re- idea about how this is all going to pan out. Because when you look at the four members of that team that qualified, all four of them have re- uh, real shots of qualifying individually. And they don't live or train on the same continents. So... The, the the fact is they don't actually have a lot of team training together and maybe having qualified that's going to change, but without knowing exact details of the rules, we don't really know what does it mean when Invictus qualifies as a team? Does it mean that those four people only can come together on a team? Are there alternates? What happens if one of them injures themselves? What exactly. happens if one of them qualifies as an individual? And these, I think- these, Armin, are extremely important questions, some some of which you know CJ brought up in an interview um, uh, after post-game interview, and he said the same thing. He's like, is this the four? Is Can it change? Can can it be adjusted? What have injuries? The same questions that, that one of the top coaches in the sport of CrossFit is asking. And he has no clue. Feeling. We just know that they're going to the games. That much we do know. They've That's got it. To All we know is they're going to the games. <laughs> they're going but, to the games. Speaking of not having a clue, let, let's go ahead and try and keep ourselves in maybe a state of disbelief for a little bit and say there's a chance that Matt Fraser doesn't win the CrossFit Games going forward, right? Let's move on to the men's division and a, a division that there has been a, not just a clue, but literally the answer to the question for the past few years is just right in front of us. The man is unstoppable. So let's try Let's try and take a look at what he was able to do this, this past weekend at Dubai and, and try and maybe put into a little context because this is a time of the year where as Pat Vellner so lovingly calls him fat Matt comes out 
And that is a Matt Fraser who just, you know, really takes an off season. And that's something that we've it's talked totally about in the past. It's not just appropriate. It's, it's required for a man like Matt Fraser. He trains like a maniac. He needs, he needs to have that fire inside of him when it comes to training and competing. And the best way for him to do that is to take a devoted off season. And now that he's won Dubai and punched his ticket, I imagine that he's going to be taking a devoted off season, you know, maybe recover from some of the things that he's been putting his body through. Yeah, um, you know, we asked him this this question on a post game interview too, which is, hey, what's what's the next couple of months? What does the rest of the season look like for you? And he was he was pretty candid about that, and he said, look, the off season was cut short, and I didn't really have a chance to to, to wind down from the games. Um, to here, I was training in Cookville with Tia Toomey and uh, as a lead up to this, and now I'm going to go take some time. Uh, but before that, he's actually going to return the favor to Tia Toomey, and he's going to be training with her really hard as she's leading up to Wadapalooza. But then after that, I think he has an intention there to um, let his body recover, rest both physically and mentally, and then start gearing back up for the games. But the cool thing is, uh, you know, uh, we asked him this: is like, what's what's your plan for for the rest of the season? And he did he did say that he's going to be doing other sanctioned events, and we know for sure that he's going to be doing Rogue since he's already confirmed and accepted an invitation to the Rogue Invitational. But he wouldn't give up any any secrets about any of the other competitions that he could possibly do. Obviously, the guy's got a, a ticket to to any competition and they would love to have him so tbd on that but it's exciting to see him still continuing to be out there at least at, at least at one other event as john malkovich says get that man his money <laughs> because <laughs> that's exactly what he is doing he yeah. is he is cashing checks hundred thousand dollars just collecting all that moolah a hundred thousand yeah. dollars in that's Dubai. what he, yeah, that's I, what he I, ended I, up racking up uh, uh absolutely after competition was 100 grand so um, absolutely it, 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 was, it. it was a masterful performance and he earned every dollar of that. Um, and, and including, by the way, something that I really enjoyed seeing. We'll, t- we'll touch on the programming later, but that, that bounty of $30,000 on the last event. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a little bit here. <laughs> that was yeah. Awesome. So let's go ahead and let's go and switch gears here and go into the women's division. And before we look at the podium and the, the absolutely uh, exciting race that happened between Sam Briggs and Jamie Green on the final event, let's talk about someone that you and I both had really high hopes, hopes for, and I think a lot of other people may have had high hopes for, and that is Laura Horvath. And we saw Laura Horvath come into this competition with sort of the, the pressure of you took second at this competition last year. You took second at the CrossFit Games this year. This is your year to take it. You and I were a part of that, putting that pressure on her you know, publicly. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think it can be understated how difficult it is to live up to that sort of a prodigy mantle. I mean, we saw someone like Patrick Vellner actually speak to the fact that it was really important to him to prove to himself that he deserved to be up yeah. there when in yeah. his rookie year he podiumed. And I think Laura Horvath, is, it might be having some of those same issues. Now, the mental thing aside, you and I both witnessed an absolute meltdown. Anyone yes. who watched it witnessed an absolute meltdown in yes. the in the incapacity to do parallel handstand push-ups, which is something she has struggled with for a long time. A lot. I mean, it kept her out There's of the no games. No surprises here. A couple years ago, it's the event she did the worst on at last year's Dubai. Justin, what is happening here? What is going on? Look, um, we it, Tommy Marquez sat down with a lengthy interview with with uh, Michelle Latton, her her coach, and that is a known issue. And she didn't write it off and didn't say it didn't give her a pass there, but 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 said that she really has. It's not that she has not been working on it. It's that it the progression has not come fast enough. But all that aside, um, I think that Laura Horvath did not take her off season seriously at all. I I have you know 
she she withdrew uh, because of a back injury, and I think I think that she came in fundamentally unprepared physically to take on this competition, and that it showed from day one, from event one. It looked it she did not look like the Laura Horvath that skated through these events at the CrossFit Games. All of these other and, and the idea that look she didn't have enough time to recover just doesn't hold water here because all the other athletes that were out there competing they were in similar boats. You know, Samantha Briggs came from an elbow injury and then qualified for the games uh, as a master's athlete and then took second place. Jamie Green was there, you know, at the CrossFit Games. So uh, Alessandra Pacelli uh, at the CrossFit Games. So that, that idea does, I don't think, really holds water here. I think she was fundamentally unprepared. As everybody pointed out, we've seen her on Instagram traveling around the, the world, literally around the world in different cities and different countries over and over again. And, and to, to the best of my knowledge, she only spent about the last four weeks back in Hungary dialing it in for this competition and, and you can't do that in four weeks you just can't do it in four weeks and so not at not at dubai you, not you at, might be able to do it at one of the smaller oh, events sure, where no sure, one's showing sure. up you could you could you can definitely go not dubai totally and and i think i think we're both of the same mind here she just came in unprepared that said we did see laura horvath even with you know uh, not necessarily in the best shape of her life coming in and winning a couple of events, PRing her snatch, doing really well at some of the the mixed modal events with the swim. I mean, th- th- this is a great this is great news if you if you want to look at the bright side of things. I guess is a, is a good way of of looking at that. But the women's competition in general, as it has been in the past few years at the games, by far was the most exciting. a thousand times more exciting yep. than the men's or the teams competition. Yep. And I'm not a hundred percent sure what it is that's causing this type something of, in the uh, water. There might be something in the water. You're 100% right there. Now, we saw a race to the finish between Sam Briggs and Jamie Green that was reminiscent of some of the competitions that we've seen in the past between Katrin Davis-Otter and T. Claire Toomey or T. Claire Toomey and Kara Saunders. These are competitions that literally come down to the very last event, to the wire itself. And I'm not 100% sure how we can put into context just how impressive Sam Briggs's performance was at Dubai. But I'm going to start here, Justin, and you can pick up from, from here. She is at least 10 years older than anyone else on that field. She's 37. She's at least 10 years old, <laughs> and she is 12 years older than a couple of those athletes and more than 12 years older She's than a couple of the other She's 16 years athletes. older than Laura Horvath. Yeah, how's that? How does that feel? How's that feel? That Sam Briggs, a master's athlete and a damn good one at that, was able to come back from a a terrible elbow injury and qualify for the CrossFit Games on her first shot. Yep. Yeah. Um, It's it's speechless. Speechless. It's a little speechless because the events where we thought she would, we knew that snatch was going to be a struggle a because of the elbow injury. And she was open about that. And she actually hit a personal best since her injury, but wasn't was not up near hitting an actual lifetime PR. And that, that she was really open about that. Then the, but the events that we thought she was really going to struggle with in particular was the, um, uh, the long chipper and the, and, and event number nine, which I think was, um, which one was that? Uh, Liftoffs. Yeah, With yeah, the yeah. 15 snatches. Right, and 15, 15 snatches. She actually didn't do that bad. She got 20th place on event nine, and she won the final event. And she yeah. was moving. When it came down to the necessities, she was definitely there and ready to play. And I think that makes a big difference. Now, you know, there's maybe some short-term memory loss in the CrossFit community, but people forget Sam Briggs, she won the CrossFit Games in 2013, and the last few times that she's been at the games, 
fourth, fourth, ninth. She is not a slouch. This isn't an accident. Sam Briggs is a beast. And yes, there's a couple considerations here. One, the main one being the, the party of athletes who are competing against her. If there were other very strong athletes that would have dropped her down further on those events that were her were not in her wheelhouse, like the liftoff event or the max snatch, we very well could be singing Jamie Green's praises here. But at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta compete against the people that show up. And that is exactly what Sam Briggs did. And she was able to do something that while you and I were both really pumped to see Laura Horvath compete, you and I were also both throwing our dice into the Sam Briggs game of just if the workouts go her way, she's definitely going to win this thing. Or there's, there yeah. just is no, you there know, is no way of counting her out. Yeah. And I, and I don't think this, I, you know, I, I would take you know consideration the fact that I don't think a lot of these events actually were in Sam's favor. Certainly some of them were absolutely, you know, the high endurance events that were definitely in her favor, but there were some heavy weights thrown around and she was able to, continue to play her game, manage the consistency there, and and, and still come out um, in a position in the final event to win it. And it was really came down, it was seven points, seven points separated first through third. So when you think about first that... First through fourth. First through fourth. So when you think about how tight that is, that is win and in, almost, it's almost exactly win and in. And she was coming in there and that went in that number one position and she delivered. She delivered on a really tough, complicated, long event and it was not light. And she was able to do that and execute. And hands down to her, this this event wasn't given to you know this win wasn't given to her by the events. It, it, she really earned this hundred percent. I could not agree yeah. more. I was stoked watching it. Yeah, I, I was great. I, I I could not I could not hold my excitement watching her put down what it what should be studied as a masterclass in Absolutely. pacing Pun and intended. competition. Pun intended. A masterclass. Pun intended. Exactly. <laughs> so let's yeah. go ahead and and let's take a look now. You and I, we're 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 professionals in this field. I think <laughs> I think at this point we can probably say that. And we've been around for a long time. We've seen a lot of these events. We've been to a lot of these events. We've covered a lot of these events. We need to figure out exactly how Dubai did. So here is the on the minute sanctional report card and if we had a bigger budget there would be a really awesome graphic that happened like right here right there and it would be really cool and you can just imagine it but for now there's nothing there justin let's go ahead and and run through these categories let's start with the way that you and i both experienced this this event and that is through the live stream broadcast yeah what is going to be your grade for the live stream broadcast give it to me yeah uh i have to give him a c on this one um, they gave you a free live stream, so I think that's pretty awesome. And it was actually a very good quality live stream. The issue that most of the fans experience is because so many of them were in a different time zone and, and the competition was occurring overnight. They had problems that plagued them from, from the beginning and it basically made it pretty hard for people to catch up the next day. So it wasn't exactly the live stream. It was really more of the live stream archive. I think that you are being way too harsh. I'm going to give them an A-. And I don't have a fancy piece of paper to show you. So I'm just going to say I'm going to give them an A-. And I'm going to give them, I'm not going to give them absolute stellar marks because there are some really important things that they weren't 
able to execute on. For example, we didn't see really good lane markers. We didn't see a timer until into the second day. We didn't see a uh, good you know, graphics giving us point spreads or differences. I wanted to watch the heats. I wanted to be able to know, generally speaking, what was going on. And I wanted to follow along with the competition. And on top of that, it was free. So if I needed to really have some sort of gripe about it, what was I going to gripe about? They were, pro- they were providing it to me out of their own pocket. So I'm going to give them an A minus. Okay. Now, you and I might have disagreed there, but I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if we're going to disagree on the next one. Bruh. Let's talk. Let's talk about the prize purse. Okay. I'm going to say that the prize purse was a resounding A plus yeah. <laughs> because we had we had a fifty thousand dollar <laughs> A plus plus plus. That's solid, Justin. We had a fifty thousand yeah. dollar prize for the first place. We had three thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, one thousand dollars for first place, second place, third place per event. We had an equivalent level of prizes throughout for both the men, te- women, and teams. And on top of that, like we mentioned earlier, they had this fantastic classic Dubai CrossFit Championship style bounty on the final event where it just 30K. was suddenly announced. Boom. The winner of this event alone, $30,000. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. You know, look, uh, we've got we've got a full breakdown on our website. You can check out what the, what the individual prize purses are for each athlete. But, I mean, it's like something over $650,000 across the board, including the qualifier and the final uh, and the championship. Um, but the fact that they actually pay out minimums to the athletes, meaning everybody gets something for showing up, that is awesome. That, CrossFit that, Games does not do that. CrossFit Games does not do that. Most competitions do not do that. Dubai recognizes that these athletes are paying a lot of money to be here. That is a standard that they're meeting, and they and, and we hope to see that, that that going up. They get an A plus for for, for paying out. Um, these athletes have, have deserved uh, you know everything they've gotten here and more. So uh, good All job. Right, so we agree. Agree. The prize purse was an A plus, and I I I, I I'm going to wholly support everything that you said there, Thank except you. I don't want to set the tone and the expectation that other events are going to be able to do this because I think we're going to be really, really disappointed in, in some of the, some of the purses at these events later on in the season. And I think, you now get there. I'm, I'm looking forward to dropping big, big fat F's for some of these, these events. So let's go ahead and look at the individual programming. And honestly, before we even start, I'm not sure why we're splitting the individual and the team programming, like other than maybe two events. But let's let's just go ahead and look at the individual programming, quote unquote, first. Uh, Justin, what is your grade here for the individual programming? A minus. Oh, okay. A minus. I thought it was good programming. You look, you know, Matt Frazier said this again in a post game interview. He said, "Look, you know, they are not trying to find the fittest on earth." And they are trying to find the fittest in this group. They toned down some of the weights from previous years that were getting a little bit aggressive and, and perhaps excessive and trying to compete with the CrossFit Games mantle there a little bit. And they, I think they've really leveled that off to a very even and honest competition. They incorporated a lot of their own elements that are around them and unique to Dubai. I think they did a good job altogether. I, I, really, liked, I, I really liked it, you know, the mix of, of, of events there. So, you know, I'm going to give them an A- minus there. I'm going to give I'm going to give them a B. I'm going to give them a solid B. And the reason why I'm going to give them a B is because I look at these sanctionals as kind of regionals plus, right? They they shouldn't be 
all cookie cutter the way regionals were because only one person is going to be able to win and get their ticket to the CrossFit Games. And they shouldn't be games level competition because that's not what they're there for. They're not they're not there, like Matt Fraser said, to select the fittest on earth. They're there just to just to weed out and pick the best person in that group. That said, I felt like there was a few things that they did really, really well. Yeah, However, really the reason cool. why I, I'm not giving them an A or an A minus here is I felt like some of the events were were massively over-programmed. The final event, it just seemed a little bit just dialed up to 11. Like take that thing to nine and a half and this, work, this, this event would have been nearly perfectly programmed. But generally speaking, I just wish that it was slightly less over-programmed. Okay, fair enough, fair Let's enough. Let's go ahead and, yeah. and look at the team programming though. And by team programming, I mean like the two or three events that involved the team. The relay work. style individual events. Correct. Correct. I think that's what they were. I would I would give those those team events a, a solid B plus. Wait, you're you're arguing that the team event programming was better than the individual events? The only event that I'm actually grading is event ten, which was a good. There event. are no other team events. It was a good the event. The team, yeah, the team competition was oh. was a was like a D minus. It, it okay. was not a team event at okay, all. Well, but since the we're team on grading, event I'm gonna was like a F. B plus. F. The team competition as a whole, as a, as far as programming is concerned, it was an F. Agreed. The last event was great. The last event was was exactly a great team event, but unfortunately, that was, you know, the that was the extent of it. And I, I think that we talked about this last week. I I don't think that them mirroring the individual events was uh, was them getting creative and trying to do something different. I think it was a lack of creativity. I give them an F. I'm only giving a B plus to event ten. I 100% agree with your F when it comes to when it comes to the rest of the the rest of the team programming. Okay, last but not least, we've got the overall uh, grade uh, for their Dubai CrossFit Championships report card. Um, this is not specific. It is just taking the event as a whole. Uh, Armin, give me give me your best grade here. What do you, what do you think is a competition as a whole? I'm going to say that this is an A minus competition, and the minus is the the huge black mark of the team competition and i'm gonna give them a pass i'm gonna give them a pass on this one because this is the first time they're doing a team competition i feel like everyone's first blush impression here is that they got caught off guard and that's that's probably what ended up happening logistically speaking they just weren't able to put together a team competition that we have seen in the past that's totally fine we're gonna go ahead and, and we're gonna we're gonna let that one pass the dubais of the world those events are going to be sort of just below the games. It's it's very exclusive, the best of the best, and it's going to test in a really specific way. And I want that to be the thing that we take away from this competition as opposed to, you know, maybe a flawed look at what it takes to be right. a team. Right. Yeah. Um, we're, we're in sync there, A- minus as well. I think that they ultimately did a very good job. Um, I know I know we were harsh on them, or I was harsh on them for, for a number of different things. The idea here is that they're going to get better at those elements. Um, overall, as a competition, this is going to be one of the best ones that we're going to see this season. And they are putting out a, a first-class competition for athletes are really taking care of them the facilities are uh, excellent and the venue is excellent i think that they scouted it out they invested in it they provided the resources the staffing the judges the live stream they had payouts that were were on par with the professional grade of the of the competitors that they had there and that they invited um 
you know, there are a couple of black marks, but altogether A minus on the competition. I think they did an excellent job. I'm looking forward to seeing how this grows, and uh, I'm also looking forward to seeing how th- what they've done here inspires some of the other events to do better and to and to think up through some of the other things that they're doing, and ultimately, you know, raise the raise the caliber of events in the sport. I think a lot of these events coming up are are going to have big shoes to fill yeah, because absolutely. Dubai absolutely. is uh, is a really special type of event and and i i hope that we can sort of look at where dubai sits and how it's put together as its own unique thing i think if the expectation of these events to live up to what dubai was able to do i I don't think that people are going to have a good time if they set their expectations that high this is a marquee event and there are going to be only a handful of sanctionals that meet this mark yep that's and absolutely right. I, I think that's important to state at this point. Yeah, but there's got to be a know, standard that's set. You know, the CrossFit Games has been the standard bearer for that, and I think that Dubai is stepping in. They're saying, "Look, we know how to run an excellent event too, and we're going to put that. We're going to we're going to invest in the resources that we need in order to do that." And I think that if look, if, if other competitions aren't able to do that and aren't able to make it work, that that they're just not going to continue to be sanctioned events, and there's going to become you know more competition for putting on a better event. That's better for the sport of fitness altogether. So I, I'm I, I'm sure that they're going to set the standard here. Um, we'll, we'll see as, as the season unfolds, but they've really done a great job. So they should be very proud of what they've done. There you have it, folks. The standard has been, the set. been set. And this is, uh, this is the last episode of this season of On The Minute. So season one of On The Minute, this is it right here. We're going to take a, a couple weeks off. We're going to take a couple weeks off for the holidays, for the new year. We're going to come back nice and strong right before Wadapalooza. We're going to be talking a whole lot of sanctionals there's going to be a lot of sanctions a lot of action there's going to be a lot of action coming up in season two of on the minute as always that is justin lafranco with the morning chalk up i'm arm and hammer thank you very much folks have yourselves a safe and happy holidays happy new years and we'll see you guys next year see you guys